What's up, everybody? It's LG Doucette, and welcome to The First Mint, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot. I'm away on vacation right now, so this is pre-recorded, as you probably know, but it's a very special and very unique episode, mainly because the contents were recorded over six months ago. I'm going to rewind a little bit, give you a bit of context. Basically, Way back at the end of January, as Top Shot was starting to explode, people were listening to the first bit. I took it upon myself to create a series of videos where I would sit down with other well-known connectors in the community and collectors, let's say, not connectors, in the community and go through one set at a time. And this is basically a archival audio, which is also going to be the video on YouTube, so you can check that out, but pretty much a piece that I recorded with Michael Levy, MBL, who's pretty well known in the community now. He's one of the top collectors. I asked him to record the pilot with me, which is entirely about the Run It Back set in series one. We did the pilot, the video, the episode is fantastic, but then things just got a little crazy and the idea of doing a set-by-set series never got off the ground. However, I'm on vacation and it's a great time to dip into the archives. So this is never before heard audio or video, if you want to watch it on YouTube, of myself and MBL discussing the significance of the first ever run it back set on NBA Top Shot. It is recorded well before the giant surge that we all saw and probably before many of you came into Top Shot. I really hope you enjoy this one. I got the blessing from Michael before posting this and... Hope you enjoy it. I want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show constitutes trading advice in any way, that this show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who's on vacation, but who still likes basketball and blockchain. This is the first mint. What's up, everybody? It's LG Set from the First Mint, and I've got MBL267, one of the most well-known collectors in NBA Top Shot with me. Today, we are going to look at the Run It Back set. So Run It Back is a series that came out pretty much during the NBA offseason between Series 1 and Series 2, I think about mid-December. And it came out in two packs or two different sets of packs. Today, we're going to look at Run It Back 1, which was the first release. Mike, it's very good to have you. I know you love this set. I know you love some of the players in this set. I know you have some of them, and you know tons about these guys. Let's kick it off. When did this set come out, and what happened when it came out? LG, thank you for having me on. And uh, I think it's actually a fascinating set. Um, As you touched on, it came out in the offseason. And one of the questions a lot of collectors had at the end of last series was, you know, what happens in the offseason? It's a it's a few weeks or a few months without any live packs or any live highlights to work with. And this was a fantastic answer by the Dapper team. They came out with a pack full of highlights from the 2013-2014 season. And it's a, it's a ton of fun and very much looking forward to talking to you about it today. Um, so in, in answer to your first question, um, the pack was actually announced on December 10th. Um, it was announced by both an email and an announcement in the Discord um, and it was to be released the next day on December 11th. There's there's really an interesting story around it here. So it was released on December 11th, but as soon as people started opening their packs, it became clear that there was an error with the packs um, where when you opened a pack, um, each pack cost $59, came with two of the run it back moments, 
one of the new Giannis MVP set moments, which we'll talk about. And uh, I'm just confirming here, but I think it was six base set moments. And two, uh, two run it back, right? Two exactly. run it back so, and six so base 15, in the pack. Exactly. $59 yeah. for two run it back, one Giannis MVP, and six base moments. And mm-hmm. the problem was in every pack, uh, or, or I think it was something like 90% of packs that people opened, you received a duplicate run it back. So there were 18 possible run it back players, and whichever one you got in your pack, you got two of. So the two run it backs were the exact same player. And so when Dabo did you get one? Sorry, did you did you get one? Did you get a duplicate? I, I got uh, I got 21 packs in, in the first drop, and out of the 21 packs, I got uh, 14 Haslams. Um, so. <laughs> So I got 42 total running back moments, 14 of which were Udonis Haslam, which is a fan favorite, a fantastic guy, a big part of the Miami Heat history, but 14 is a lot. Yes. So, so there, there was an error. So they actually halted the circulation of the packs. Mm-hmm. And so initially there were, if, if you've done some math, you may figure this out already, there were 2,475 packs made available for a total of 4,950 rib moments, and rib being run it back. And 732 of the packs were held back because they stopped the sales of them as soon as they realized something was wrong. Uh, And those packs were re-released six days later on uh, December 17th. And also I found what was interesting then too is that Top Shot Dapper actually made it right in a sense where if you had received one of the run it back packs and you didn't like it and it had too many duplicates, you were able to essentially exchange it for another one. And even if you didn't, I think they gave everybody like a like a half price refund just for the error. So I got a I got a run it back pack. I only got one, and I had two Demarcus Cousins, and I was happy with that. But then I think they still credited me like thirty five bucks or something like that just for the error. So I thought that, that was awesome. I thought that was like a great way to correct it. I remember everybody was pretty happy about that. The other thing I just want to note quickly is that it wasn't just the run it backs that had duplicates. The base moments in there were also duplicates. I got three Eric Gordons in my pack of base moment. So, so that's exactly right. Actually, I did a, a live break uh, for a running back pack the same day that they were released. I, I think uh, Steady or OB, one of our uh, usual live break individuals, ran it. And the pack that I got had literally six Cody Zeller bases. All six bases were Cody Zeller. And I, I felt like the the luckiest person in, in Top Shot. Um, oh, that's amazing. For, for viewers, that. Cody Zeller is a mythical figure in the Top Shot landscape. Um, and I felt very fortunate to get six Cody Zellers in one pack. It'll never happen again. That's, that's, that is, that is like a story of legend that I've never even heard. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to do a totally separate piece about Cody Zeller and get arsenic on here and just do like a whole like documentary about how that's happened. Let's get back to this. Okay. So sales, sales came out, there were duplicates. And then after that, everybody was happy. What were the next steps? It was, I guess, challenges launched right away. Correct. So that's also an interesting angle. It, it, among the cha- amidst the chaos of the initial duplicate pack drop, right after the packs were dropped, they actually put up the Kevin Durant challenge. So mm. um, as, as part of the overall announcement of the running back uh, packs, and you could see it on the blockchain at any time, there were going to be two rewards. Uh, and mm-hmm. LG is highlighting uh, Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant was highlighted to be the first reward. Um, and, and the way the reward worked was that there are 18 underlying moments, nine of which would be allocated to Kevin Durant, nine to Paul George. And while they are both fantastic rewards, 
Kevin Durant is particularly noteworthy because he did not have a moment in Top Shot before this moment. And so there was a lot of chatter that you really want to get the nine moments that would be part of the Kevin Durant challenge. And the Paul George would be nice as well, but you'd rather have the Kevin Durant. And so right after the packs were released, the challenge was actually activated and put up on the website only to be taken down a few minutes later. Um, Mm. But fortunately, there were a few members of the community who saw what the challenge components were and posted it in the Discord so that everyone could have full information and act accordingly. And then it came back up like like the next day or something like that? Why did they they take it down? Why did they take it down? I I think it it was just kind of, we need to just halt everything to do with these packs, get this figured out. and, and as I mentioned before, there were 732 packs left. So they pulled those 732 packs that hadn't yet been sold right. and pulled the challenge off the page. Um, they did make an announcement that even though the challenge was pulled down, the components would not change. They wouldn't reshuffle the components. Got so it. I think that gave everyone a level of comfort that you could essentially act as if the challenge was still up and it was reposted a day or two later. Can you give the folks that are going to be watching this, can you give them a bit of context on what the prices looked like then? Because right now, looking at this, you know, a Kevin Durant is 10 grand, a Paul George, 3,600, and even just the rest of the guys that you needed for those challenges start at what, like 250 for an Auto Porter Jr. What, like, to complete that challenge, what, what were people having to spend if they didn't get anything in the packs? So... So it's a great question. And as I said, these packs came out in in early to mid-December when it was an entirely different ecosystem and landscape in in the world of Top Shot. And so the underlying moments traded at, I would say, a slight premium to what you'd expect from the pack prices. So the pack prices cost $59. You can attribute some amount of value to the Giannis MVP moments, some to the six base moments, but you can assume roughly the run it back should cost around $20 each, something in that neighborhood on average. And there are, of course, outliers with jersey numbers and number ones and last mints and things like that. But largely, you can assume they'd be $20. And the $20 number kind of became the floor. So within this set, which we'll talk about, there are some really, really interesting and, and fun moments for, for NBA fans and fans of specific teams. Um, and then there are some moments that are less desirable. Um, and even among the the less desirable moments, the minimum price was 20. The higher end moments led by Giannis, who's a, a very interesting case here, got as high as uh, $150 or $200 in the lead up to the challenge. Right. And I remember that. Giannis there, who's actually, even though he has 275 in circulation, along with all the underlying run it back moments that aren't rewards, mm-hmm. people were really enamored with this moment it was it's from Giannis's rookie season and because Top Shot only came out in in June of 2020 there's obviously never going to be a true Giannis rookie moment and this is going to be as close to it as we can get and so as you can see by today's price the market has really really taken to this moment and even though it sounds like a much lower number now $200 for a moment that came out of a uh, a $59 pack where you had a shot at actually getting two of these in the same pack was a, a significant, significant premium. And and the moment shot right up to that. And the market was clearly ahead of the curve here because you can see what the price is today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I, I remember as well that it was, by that point, Giannis already had quite a few uh, moments and other sets as well. So there's already like a huge amount of Giannis stuff in market. And also, um, and I mean, this is a totally different conversation, but I also feel like since it was the off season and Giannis in a sense with the Bucks had, 
I guess you call it like disappointed, right? Because people expect big things from Giannis. Um, and they'd gone out in the second round. I think it was like, you know, in a sense, his stock was a little lower than it would be, you know, at the height of like an MVP year, even though it was an MVP year, like it, it was off season and it was like, we didn't even know what their team was going to be like this year. Right. So yeah, it, I think it's kind of a weird exactly time. Right. Yeah. And then, so then this wasn't designated as eventually getting the rookie badge until like early January, I think. Right. So it so wasn't like officially designated, but there were conversations. And as always, the Dapper team is is really accessible and participates in the mm-hmm. Discord and answers questions. There were conversations and indications that Giannis and a number of other rookies from the 2013-2014 season are in this set would get some sort of indication that it's from their rookie season. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't officially yeah. announced until probably about a month later, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, all prices have gone up, but I remember when that was announced that this, this price went from like, it went from like 400 to 1800 within an hour. Once that was, once that blog post was put up. Okay. Very cool. Thanks for all that info. Um, Is there, are there any moments in here? I mean, outside of the ones we've touched on, obviously Kevin Durant, it's his first moment in Top Shot, very special Giannis rookie badge. Is there anything else in here in terms of moments that really stands out to you? I know you're a Knicks fan, so you got a mellow throwback here. Is there anything like that you want to chat about? Tell us your personal feelings, stuff that you really like. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll actually start with the rewards. So the, the, the rewards okay. themselves are actually really, really cool NBA moments. So mm. uh, the, the Kevin Durant uh, is a game-winning three-pointer from his Oklahoma City days, a much younger version of Durant. But you can see, mm. uh, obviously, his shot form looks the exact same, and it's good old Kevin Durant. But it's a really cool moment, a game-winning shot. Um, the Paul George one is probably my favorite actual play from the set. Um, mm. Paul George is back from his days on the Pacers. It predates his devastating injury. And you mm-hmm. can see it's a, it's a glimpse of his athleticism that he had before the injury. It's, it's a live game 360 dunk. And I, I don't know if there are any more than five or 10 of those in NBA history, mm-hmm. an actual 360 dunk in, in real life gameplay. So that's a, a really cool moment. And then a few others I'd highlight um, as I mentioned, there are a few rookies in, in the 2013-2014 set, and it's quite clear that the, the team really made an effort to highlight the rookies. So I'll, I'll run through a little list. I, I put it together here. Oladipo from the Magic is a rookie moment. Otto Porter, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Carter-Williams, who actually won Rookie of the Year that season, Stephen Adams, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, Giannis and Dennis Schroeder himself. So those are all rookie moments. And similar to Giannis, um, all of these players don't have true rookie moments and they'll never have true rookie moments because, again, Top Shot really only came out in 2020. So it's it's fascinating to see how these will trade, how the rookie badges will affect them. Um, and then there's a lot of other kind of fun aspects to this set. We have big-name players on their former teams, and, and a lot of them – they became famous on these teams. So obviously, Carmelo, near and dear to my heart uh, on the Knicks. Um, you know, we, we haven't had a player of that stature since. Uh, we're all hoping R.J. Barrett grows into that mold. But Melo on the Knicks is a, is a very important moment uh, for Knicks fans. And then we have Jimmy Butler on the Bulls. We have mm-hmm. uh, CP3 on the Clippers as, as part of the Lob City group. Um, I mentioned Paul George on the Pacers. Mm-hmm. And... In terms of plays themselves, um, I think my favorite actual play aside from the Paul George is the Demarcus Cousins dunk, and it, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think you're able to bring that up. If you are, you can see yeah, it's just I will. an enormously my, my powerful slam. 
Yeah, my computer wants to die right now from from opening all these tabs, but I, I know that too well. I'll have, yeah, <laughs> I'll have it up in a second. Well, let's I just gotta watch through some of these. And that's a good point. You know, that's even something I hadn't considered. Obviously, the, the kind of throwback idea is awesome, but also the idea that it's like a lot of these players who are now some of the, the best players in the league, um, and some of them are, are you know all stars or near all stars. Um, that all, for a lot of these guys, it's on their it's on their former team. And that, Absolutely. you know, not only it also gives you just a glimpse of like we're in the age of of player movement, of players changing teams often. Um, and, you know, to have like Contavious on Detroit is like, man, I bet you a lot of people now don't even know he played for Detroit. Right. right? And, and 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 so on for a lot of these guys. Right. Um, or even that they got their 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 start there. Like Olenek, like I remember some of those playoff series that he had on Boston, like when he like took. Kevin loves shoulder out of his socket, yeah. but it's just like, you know what I mean? But I'm like, Oh, like, but even seeing this, I was like, Oh yeah. Linux like played for Boston and it kind of like brought right. all these memories back from the, the, the years then. Cause this was 2013, 2014. Like what else was happening in the league? Like that was what was that LeBron's last season or second last season on the heat. Right. Yeah. Um, so so that, that was the year um, that they, they lost the Spurs in, in the finals. That's right. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really important season. And uh, here, here's the Cousins dunk. It's just a yeah. huge and powerful dunk. And it shows he, he's also another guy. This was pre-injury for him. He had an Achilles injury after after this. Yeah. And he was just a, a freak athlete. And another interesting yeah. one is actually James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. a, after this set was released, but but before this, uh, this podcast was recorded, was obviously traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And mm-hmm. so... Now that moment suddenly becomes from his former team too, and it's actually fascinating because he has series one on the, on the Rockets, but series two he has no Rockets moments. So there just really aren't that many James Harden Rockets moments, and now all mm-hmm. his future moments will be on the Nets. And so I think this moment does carry more meaning now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So another another just awesome aspect of the run it back is that just seeing the current players in a totally different state. I love that Boogie Cousins one too, because it's, it's, it is a monster slam. It does show how athletic he was. And it's also like, that makes me remember that it's like, man, like he was considered one of the best players in the league, right? Like he was a dominant force, like his team USA, like, like, you know, when he wanted to be traded, it was like, wow, which team is going to land DeMarcus Cousins, right? Like it was a big deal. And, um, you know, through injuries in the last couple of years, it's like people kind of forgotten that. So it's cool. It's love the set. Um, I love the way you're looking at it. Uh, I want to wrap this up. I don't want to make these too long. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you think people should know about the set? Any other stuff that 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 you love or don't love about it? I mean, I, I think it was a really impressive response by the Dapper team to the question: What do we do in the off season? You know, how, how do how do we stay engaged? How do we stay interesting? And mm. the set was well received at the time, but it's clear uh, in terms of how it's traded over the first few months that the market really, really, really likes these kinds of moments. Um, there are a number of players actually who only have one moment in top shot, and that's from this running back set. So at the time, KD only had one moment. Same with Demarcus Cousins, but there, uh, Michael Carter Williams. This is probably going to be his only top shot moment ever, and the same with Udonis mm-hmm. Haslam. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fairly certain Mark Gasol actually doesn't have another top shot moment, but he but he will in the future. So yeah, for, for someone like MCW and, and Haslam, it's going to be their only top shot moment. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a really fun set. It's an interesting set, and it's a great answer to you know how, how do we keep things interesting in the off season. So an oh. awesome pack by Dapper. Awesome. All right. Well, MBL, appreciate your time, man. Thank you for having me on. 
And that's going to do it for us today, folks. I'm still on vacation, so I recorded this like two weeks ago. But I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's a fun little run it back of a run it back. Unfortunately, I don't have any others like that. I really wish I did, but I don't. But hope you enjoyed it. And I guess you'll listen to us on Wednesday on the first minute.